Welcome to the Plentiful Goddess Podcast. My name is Jessica Karabad and I'm a holistic coach for women, certified vegan nutritionist, fitness trainer, yogi, and Raki master. I have coached hundreds of women worldwide and I made it my mission to help women from all around the world transform their lives and health in ways they didn't think was possible. If you're looking to uplevel your health, learn about the best practical tips on vegan health and fitness, master your menstrual cycle, improve your relationship with food and so much more so that you can reconnect with the powerful woman that you're meant to be, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is for you to help you step up your game, reconnect with yourself as a woman and elevate your health and life. We are going to have so much fun in this podcast. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hello and welcome. I am Jess and this episode, it's all about relationships and dating. I invited my wonderful friend Leah into this podcast, onto this podcast, that's how you say it. And she's an expert in everything love. And I'm just so excited because I feel like I just had a wonderful conversation with a friend talking about love and you know, as women and how sometimes it's so hard to put ourselves first and how much we desire to just be loved and have the love of our life on our by our side. And I just, yeah, I'm just so excited for this episode. So guys, without further ado, enjoy. Leah, I'm so excited to have you in the Plentiful Goddess podcast. We have known each other for so long now and I think we met of course we met online I think I was the first one to actually message you um and tell you and your sister how great you are and then we connected (laughs) and since then we've been in touch for ever uh you regularly also come into my program and teach uh on your expertise so I'm very excited to have you here with us and tell us more about what you do and who you are and relationships and just um attracting the love of your life into your life which I'm just very happy to hear I have mine but still for the others (laughs) that are listening could be very interesting so Leah I think it would be just just be great if you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what you do, um, and why you're here. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love any time we get to collaborate and spend some time together. I love um, being a part of your community as well. So yeah, my name is Leah Manning. I, um, I'm from Florida, <laughs> and I have been doing this work for about whew, maybe five, seven years. And I specialize in supporting women and having more fulfilling relationships. So I work with women who are single um, and learn how to be able to attract an emotionally available man who is going to pursue them, right? So someone who's actually ready for commitment, none of this wishy-washy, don't know what I want (laughs) type type of men you might meet on dating apps or Instagram messages or even in real life. And we do this without any of the kind of like gimmicks or these dating strategies that you see a lot that really only give you these temporary results. And I also work with women who are in a relationship and they might feel like they're settling or they want to connect deeper emotionally with their partner and feel, feel a lot more valued. And so really my work focuses on supporting women and understanding how attraction works, um, learning how to sustain a long lasting relationship and really empowering them with with the tools um, to feel confident and to feel worthy. So yeah, I do this through my program, Radiant Relationship Academy, and um, I love it. It's it's really become such a passion of mine. Um, 
you know, I do this work because this was my journey. <laughs> this was my experience of going through these cycles again and again of um, attracting people who just weren't right for me. And, and one of my biggest patterns in the past was self-sabotaging. So I would actually kind of push love away unconsciously or um, yeah, like sabotage love, you know, because at the, I didn't know this at the time, but deep down, I didn't really feel worthy. I didn't feel deserving to have someone really show up for me and really see me. So yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so happy to do it. Yeah. I love that so much. And it's been so awesome to have known you for so, so much time. And I've also seen your transformation in that. And now that you're, you know, happily engaged, which I think is just amazing. And you guys look incredible together. I'm like, this is like the perfect couple and the perfect pictures and everything. Uh, I know it wasn't always like that. I know you actually went through some tough times as well in your past and probably also the reason why you do this now. So maybe if you could tell us a little bit more about why you do this in the first place and also your past experiences that you had. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I love to speak to my own journey and my experience because it's what we go through as women in relationships. It's um, it's really common to you know not be super fulfilled or not know what the fuck is going on. You know, like, and we can feel really alone in that. So, so my own journey to where I am now, in nine years ago, I believe nine or ten years ago, I got divorced. And this marriage was, at first, it was like the fairy tale. And then once we actually got into it, it became um, quite abusive, quite toxic. Um, and so I realized I needed to get out. And so I did. And I did what I thought I needed to do at the time to heal from that. You know, I knew that what I just went through was traumatizing. So I went to therapy. I um, started reading like books and doing my best to like heal from that. And so I thought I did, you know, I really thought like, okay, like I did a year of therapy. Like, I think I'm good now. It felt like on the surface level, I was over it. Right. And it wasn't that simple. You know, the next few years I found myself in really un not, not fulfilling experiences. So like in these kind of casual flings, you know, attracting, I would attract men who were a bit more passive, like a little bit more in that feminine energy, because it, it in some way made me feel like I could have the power so I could be safe, but it wasn't actually fulfilling because I was in this really, I was in the power, like the dominant um, energy. Um, and again, like I said, I would, I would sabotage things, you know, I would, um, start these little fights because I was used to chaos from my past relationship. Um, I would kind of project what my past partner did, you know, like I couldn't trust people or, um, I couldn't like really like trust anyone, honestly. So that happened, that just kept occurring for the next like few years. Um, until I realized, you know, it was so much deeper than what I thought it was, you know, um, I was thankfully exposed to some amazing teachers in, in my, in my journey who really opened my eyes to, again, how attraction works. How can we truly heal from these deep rooted patterns from trauma of the past, from our past experiences and learn how to have a really fulfilling relationship. So once I did that work for myself, everything changed. <laughs> it was like, 
so grateful for it, you know, and, and yeah, now I'm engaged to an amazing man. And it's so special because I've been able to actually trust myself, which allows me to trust him. And I can be in this soft, receptive, uh, juicy, feminine energy and allow him to lead, allow him to really be that masculine grounded um, energy in our relationship. And so, yeah, I'm so grateful for it because it's just like every day I'm like, wow, this is, this is incredible, you know, and I'm still doing my own work around this to, to consistently open my heart and let love in, you know, and to learn the necessary skill set to communicate the tough things, to not avoid those harder um, conversations, you know, because that's what actually leads to deeper intimacy. So yeah, it's a little bit about my experience. I love that. And I, I think one thing that you said, I find super interesting what you said about like how you kept attracting men that were in their feminine and you were in your masculine. Why does this happen? Why do we feel like, and it's, it's not satisfying because you want most women who want to, who, who, who want to attract a man want actually them to be in the masculine, right. And the, 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 the guard and like the, the, you know, I always imagine like this big man holding you, right. This, mm-hmm. this, the safety net, but a lot of times we see women that, you know, wear the pants, you say it like that, right. Women that mm-hmm. um, want to control everything. And then men become this small version of themselves where they just can't really share much anymore because women feel like they have to have the power. Why does this happen in relationships? Mm, Yeah, such a good question. The biggest thing that I see in the work that I do that causes this is in past experiences, if we've been hurt or betrayed or, you know, this even goes back to our relationship with our father. It's essentially like how, how we relate to men, how we, uh, how safe we feel with the masculine energy. And, you know, if we've been hurt or betrayed in the past, we've had experiences where men left, they lied, they cheated, whatever we, this is what happened in my own experience. You know, I felt like I needed to protect myself, right. It seemed wise at the time, like, okay, that was really painful. So I'm going to protect myself. So it doesn't happen again. But what happens is we start to guard ourselves. We start to harden our heart, harden, I mean, harden our whole body. You know, we hold this kind of like tension and like tightness in our body. And, and then we start to move into this like hyper independent woman, you know, who's like, I can do it all my own. I don't need any man. And so we're actually pushing away healthy masculine energy. And, you know, I also want to be compassionate around this because it makes sense why we would want to guard ourselves, why we would want to keep ourselves safe, but it's really a defense mechanism, right? Of like this, I don't want this to happen again, but, but we're like not trusting ourselves, right? So we're like just totally closing down. And then, yeah, we'll attract those more passive men that are like kind of wishy-washy, like they don't really know what they want in life or they're like, whatever, like, and it's not this like um, really kind of, passionate connection that happens, you know, it brings us back to, to masculine and feminine energy, which is essentially how attraction works. Masculine and feminine energy are basically opposites. So they're going to attract each other. So if I'm sitting here in my masculine energy, when I'm dating, then I'm more likely to attract someone and a man and his feminine energy. 
And again, that can feel safer, but it's not going to lead to like true passion and connection and feeling safe. Right. So, um, yeah, like when we learn how to first trust ourselves and trust men, and this has a lot to do with our belief systems, right. Um, understanding like those past experiences formed beliefs. And so if I'm believing again, I'll use me as an example, after my marriage, I, I believed that men couldn't be trusted, that love was, was dangerous. Men were going to hurt me. That's what I was believing at the time. I wasn't conscious. I didn't consciously know this was going on. Right. But that's what I was believing. And so if I believe that one, I'm going to attract that. And two, that's terrifying. Of course, I need to guard myself. Of course, I'm not going to trust anyone. Of course, I'm not going to like close myself off. So, yeah. So right now, what you said is when you're, when you're single, right. And you're in that masculine, which I know I'm guilty of that. I think I'm going to probably talk a little bit about myself in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So everyone is listening. You got to like really get to know me, I guess, because I need to like, of course, everything that you share in a way, my mind is making up like, okay, how does this relate to me? I think it's a very natural process. And I know from myself that um, because of my relationship with my father, I was very much in my masculine um, and I would attract men for years and years that would not know what they want. And they would like, it would always be like this quick thing. And I would be always disappointed because they didn't really choose me first and all of that stuff. Um, and now I've been in a relationship for, for some years. And especially in the beginning, I also noticed this about myself that I was very much in my masculine and he was more in his feminine. Um, and my question to you is because I feel like it changed. Um, it's not always hundred percent. Like, I feel like it's very normal to also switch in between, Mm -hmm. right. It's very normal to like switch energies. Um, but I feel like I have with time allowed myself to let my guard down and, because of the work that I keep doing on myself also with the relationship with my dad and everything that I've experienced through that. Um, there are moments where he also tells me like, Hey, it's okay. Like I, I got you, like, you don't have to do it all. Like, and that's where the masculine energy comes in. So my question to you is again, you can't change that, right? If you're in a relationship right now and you're listening, Oh my God, I'm so masculine. My man is so feminine. Like, is it possible to, to change that within a relationship? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because the way I teach my clients is, you know, if, if this is what you're wanting to do, right. And, and again, the benefit of this is to feel safer, to feel more taken care of a lot more attraction, a lot more passion. So it's interesting, you know, it would be like, you probably think like, oh, I'll just like learn how to be more in my feminine energy. (laughs) But the way I teach my clients is first, we want exactly what you're doing. We want to heal your relationship to the masculine. We actually want to, I call it maturing your inner masculine. So it's like taking down that masculine shield, right? And, and this does a lot of things. This is going to help you to feel a lot safer and trusting in yourself. This is going to allow your partner the actual space and opportunity to step more into that masculine and it's, it's going to kind of start to like melt that, um, that guard, that, that hardening we might have. Right. So mm-hmm. we can't really expect our partner to do something. Um, so this is what happens often. Clients will come to me and they're like, you know, my partner's not doing this. He's not doing this. He always does this. But when we start to shift into, okay, but how are you showing up? Right. 
And especially as the woman in the relationship, that impacts so much. The feminine is the inspiration. Um, the masculine is the leader for sure, but the feminine kind of like leads in the way of like her embodiment, her emotion, her, her inspiration. So instead of pointing the finger of like, my partner isn't doing this, like, how could I be in my feminine? Nothing will get done. My partner doesn't do anything, whatever. First, you know, look in the mirror and look how you're showing up. Another thing I teach my clients is learning how, learning the, the basic needs that the masculine has, right? As women, we have needs. We want to feel safe. We want to feel chosen. Masculine also has, has needs, right? So learning how to communicate with men, learning how to um, appreciate men, learning how to give them the space to be the man that they can be. So first it's about healing your own inner, inner masculine energy, maturing that for yourself, um, showing up for, for yourself the way you're desiring your partner to. And like you said, you know, it, healing that, that relationship with your father is so important. And it's not always, I'm not sure what your relationship to your father has been like, but for me, um, this was really hard for me because I was like, I'm pretty close to my dad. Like, we're pretty cool. <laughs> but when I really did this work, I realized, oh, okay. So I took on this belief from him or the way he um, was really strict with me when I was young. This is how this impacted me. So it's sometimes a little bit more subtle, subtle but still really, really important. And um and then once we, we do some of that work, then moving into the feminine energy, it's a lot smoother of an of a, of a experience. And it's more, it's like, we're not bypassing anything here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not bypassing like the necessary kind of like stepping stones to get there and just like dancing around in our feminine and expecting our partner to be like totally in their masculine, right? Mm-hmm. So a healthy relationship is really two, two whole people. And so, of course, we need to both have healthy masculine and feminine energy to do that, right? Like, I'm not all, like, I run a business, like, I'm not always in my feminine energy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can be in my masculine when I'm uh, running my business and supporting my clients. And then it's my responsibility to then transition into my feminine and enter relationship with my partner from that space. And like you said, you know, sometimes it's necessary for me to kind of stay in that masculine and hold space for my partner and let him be in his feminine. But the majority of the time I'm in my feminine and he's in his Mm. masculine. Yeah. I think what you said there about um, that it starts with you. I think it's so important because of course, you know, the work that I do is about really women putting themselves first, loving themselves, really looking after themselves first. Um, and a lot of times what you said is like, it's very common for women to point fingers and be like, oh, because of this, this happened because of this, this happened, right? Because of this, I'm unhappy. Um, and I would love for you to, to elaborate a little bit more on that too, because I feel like sometimes we forget that we as women are our most important person first, right? We need to learn how to put ourselves first. And we are so used to for example, I hear this from people like, oh, when I meet this person or when I finally meet the love of my life, I'm going to be happy when I finally, you know, and I sometimes even see, I actually have a friend um, (laughs) who like desperately wants to have a partner and she goes on so many dates all the time and like (laughs) says yes to everyone and jumps all in at every occasion because 
for me, it seems like there's there's something missing and really feeling full and whole as a, as a person um, and not knowing how to first love herself. Would you agree that this happens a lot with women? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, first of all, we're humans and we're wired for mating, you know, and so it's so natural um, to desire love right? Like we all desire love. And the truth of it is we haven't really been taught how to mm, have healthy love, right? Because, you know, we think about our conditioning and our culture, we kind of have this like, oh, like your prince will sweep in and like save you and rescue you. Or like you were saying like, yeah, once you're in the relationship, once you get married and have the kids, then you're good, right? And so it can be this kind of like deep conditioning within us to not feel good enough until we have the relationship, which will often result in us settling for something that isn't actually the best thing for us. So what I think is important to realize is that, you know, you're the common denominator, right? Whoever's listening, you're the common denominator in each of your dating or relationship experiences up until now. And that can be kind of hard to take in, but it's also incredibly empowering when you realize you have the power to create a different experience, something that's more fulfilling or learn how to, you know, attract someone that is ready for commitment. And I see this happening a lot, women losing themselves in their relationship, right? Because things like codependency, anxious attachment, people pleasing, once we get love, we want to keep it. It's actually super interesting. I've been studying um, like our biology and just how uh, males work and females work. And as a woman, once you start to sleep with someone, your body is registering, oh, I'm going to have a baby. I'm sleep this person. I'm going to like get pregnant by this person. Probably consciously, you're not thinking that. You're probably thinking, no, I'm not going to do that. But in your body, that's how your body's wired. And so you attach. So this is why casual dating or situationships or things like that, you can start to feel like a little bit crazy of like, why do I care so much and, and all of that? And I'm not shaming any of that. Like whatever is your flavor, like go for it. Um, but take care of yourself, right? So we can start to attach and then you know, start to feel needy and start to try to be whatever this person is wanting us to be for them to fully choose us, which can cause us to start to like chase this person or really become kind of like, um, yeah, like chasing love. And that's disempowering for women because we're meant to choose love. Men are the hunters. Women are the, the choosers. Right. And so it, that kind of energy is off when we're chasing and that's why it doesn't feel good for us. We're meant to sit back. We're meant to choose. We're meant to like, you know, see, see the display of men and be like, that's, that's the one, but we have to really know ourselves and our values and our patterns to be able to choose the right partner for us. Yeah. Because also what you said is like, when we're in that chasing energy, we're more repelling, right? Because we're, it's very, it's a very needy energy. It's like everything that we like, that we hold on to so much 
we won't get it. It's like this with everything, right? Because the energy is not aligned because we're not allowing it to come to us, but we're trying to so much with so much like tightness, how you say, how you said it to like attract it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and men actually want to claim you, right? And so if we're doing that, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Like I want, I want to be the one to like claim my woman, right? So we're already, if we're, like you said, like if we're chasing, we're a bit more in that controlling dominant energy, which is not in our, our natural feminine radiance. When we sit yeah. back and allow ourselves to be chosen, we're in that feminine radiance and, and giving kind of men their power back to be like, to take the lead. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so, that's so accurate because sometimes it can feel like I used to feel this way when I was single. I was like, why am I not meeting the people? And then I realized it was just that I wasn't aligned with who I was and what I really wanted. And I didn't allow myself to also put myself first in a way and first understand myself what I really want. And I think that's so, um, yeah, that's so, so important. Um, so I love that you shared that. Now, I am curious though, because I feel like um, a lot of women might be listening to this. They're like, okay, I'm already with my partner. And I feel like, everything is good. You know, it's, it's, it's working. <laughs> um, but something is missing and I just, and, and I just can't quite get to it. I just don't know what it is. Like, what would you say to, to, to your client that would come to you and be like, you know what, Leah, like I'm in a relationship now, let's say it's been seven years and actually it's quite good. Like I feel safe, you know, we're not cheating on each other. Like, it's just good but I just can't quite understand there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This reminds me of one of my clients recently in Radiant Relationship Academy. Um, and so I'll share a little bit about her, how she kind of navigated that because this can look different for many, for many people. Right. But I think the two main things was one, um, there's an opportunity to know yourself deeper, right? So in relationship to have a very fulfilling, passionate relationship, it requires you to really know yourself. And this means spending time with yourself, doing the things that you love to do, um, you know, whatever, maybe it's meditation or dance or just, I don't know what it is for you, but ha really having this relationship with yourself. Because if, you're, if you don't have that, then um, it's, it's impossible to really connect deeply with someone else. And this was the case for my client. You know, she just finished um, inside of the program and she was like, she was like, you, you know, you always hear people say like, you just have to love yourself first. And she was like, I never got that until now, you know, and, and through the program, she was kind of resistant to do the work necessary, you know, like when it re really requires you to sit down and reflect and to look at how you're showing up to remove the blame of like, well, if my partner was just like more exciting, if my partner planned the date, if my partner would ever communicate with me and starts again, look in the mirror, how are you showing up? How are you maybe pushing him away or not open to it? Or could you kind of, um, shift in, in certain ways to, uh, ignite that spark again. And the second thing that she did was really learn how to allow herself to be vulnerable, to bring so much more intimacy into that relationship. And it's interesting, you know, a lot of my clients want, want to experience more intimacy, but they don't want to 
talk about their emotions or process their emotions or feel their emotions, right? They're again, in this kind of masculine space of just like going through the most motions, the women I work with, they're busy, right? Like they're working, they have kids, like they're doing a lot. They're, they're powerful women. And so we can just like be in this space of like, go, 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 go. And when we slow down, we start to like feel, and that can be really uncomfortable and really scary. But that is the most necessary practice to be able to experience intimacy. Like what is intimacy, right? Like it's this like feeling of like, oh, just like fireworks or just like butterflies in your stomach or, you know, it really is a feeling and that's why we crave it. But if we're bypassing our other feelings or other emotions, we can only experience intimacy on this like surface level. We can't really go deep. And so she was able to um, start to process her emotions and allow herself to feel through embodiment work. And then she learned some really amazing like communication skills. Some we teach about like uh, a relationship check-in that you do every other week with your partner, and just some opportunities and kind of tools to bring into our relationship that they were able to have such deeper conversations. They were able to understand each other deeper. They started giving each other love in the way that their partner wanted to receive love. Right. And so that was kind of her way through, right. First she had to really know who she is and how to support herself and then had to be able to kind of open up emotionally to experience deeper intimacy. And and then I really feel that's, it's what a lot, a lot of us crave right? Like if we're feeling like something's missing in our relationship, often it's just because we've been going through the motions for so long and we don't really know how to change things. Changing things feels very uncomfortable, right? Because it's doing something in a new way and it, it can feel awkward. (laughs) You know, it can feel like if you've been with your partner for like, let's say seven years and you start to do something differently, it can feel awkward, you know, and you're, can you give an example? Like what could be, what could be something that could be done differently? Yeah. The biggest thing I see with my clients is when we start to learn about communication. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of us, we don't really have that great of communication skills. Um, And so they'll start to learn different frameworks and tools to bring into their relationship. And they're like, "Um, I sound so weird. (laughs) why am I talking like this? You know, but it's just because again, it's something new. It's something different they haven't done before. And it, again, it requires them to talk about their emotions to talk about, instead of saying, you didn't do this saying, Hey, I'm feeling a little bit. um, I'm not feeling really valued right now. I feel a little disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a big shift and it's a lot, a lot more vulnerable. So yeah, I think communication is, is a big one. And um, learning how to actually connect with each other, slowing down, right? So maybe instead of watching a show together, um, one night of the week, you turn the TV off, you put on some, some candles, you have maybe some like tea or, or wine and do a breathing exercise together, or just like eye gazing or, um, ask each other kind of like questions back and forth just to, to like talk and connect. So yeah, lots of different tools we can, we can implement. <laughs> I'm curious, have you ever had, um, cause of course, like, do you have women only in your, in your uh, program? 
Yes. I work with women okay. only. Mm-hmm. And so some of them okay. have partners <clears throat> if they're in a relationship, um, which is interesting. You know, a lot of them are like, well, how is this going to work if my partner's not doing the work? Um, yeah. And so again, with feminine and masculine energy, yes, the masculine is the, is the leader, but the feminine is actually a lot more evolved um, consciously. Like we see this a lot in personal development and things like this, like look at how many women's circles there are going on and just a fraction for like men's circles. So we're just a little bit like, you know, you see this, like, you know, in children, um, little girls are more mature than little boys. And so because of that, usually women are the ones in relationships that are like, hold on, we could connect deeper here. So what I find is when the women start doing the work, you know, they can bring it into their relationship. And usually that's the thing to, to really um, allow them to connect and work through things together. Yeah. I'm wondering because sometimes I feel like, and I hope he doesn't hear it now. Um, sometimes I feel like I have these ideas of where I feel like it's just kind of the same, like, oh, we watch, you know, not a movie or not a series or whatever. Um, and I, I'm asking myself, is this only my perception or maybe I'm just making it up in my mind? What if it, it feels like the other partner feels like, oh, you know, now I have to do this because a woman wants this. And it doesn't really feel like the other person really feels it the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would get curious about what the other person might like to do. So, you know, so the first thing is we want to understand like, what's the intention? Like if we're going to replace movie night with like a a connection building exercise, well, what's our intention for doing that? Right. A lot of times the man's intention is a lot more basic. Like this means we have hotter sex, (laughs) like, (laughs) like more sex more often or, or something, you know, like a little bit more kind of cool, like this is great, you know? And then usually the women's and woman's intention is, I want to feel seen, you know, I want to feel like cherished. And so share your intentions with each other. And, and then, you know, if he, if, if your partner isn't into the certain kind of exercise or practice that you want to do, you can ask them, or maybe you do that one night. And then the next week you go on date night and you do whatever they want to do. Maybe you go and see like a new restaurant or like, I don't know, ride bikes or whatever they want to do. And you switch back and forth. So it feels like we're both like nourishing the relationship in the way that feels good for us. And we're not like, oh, it's always what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good point because I feel like just from my own experience, I think a lot of women might feel a little maybe like scared or like maybe even ashamed because even if, I don't know if you ever work with women that have been like even longer than seven years, right? It's like the longer you are in a relationship, the longer it's been kind of the same. I think the harder it is to change things because it's scary and you don't know how the partner is going to react. And, um, and eventually it can just feel like overwhelming, I think, um, in some cases, but yeah, I think it's, it's a great way of, of just sharing your intention with the person and making sure that, the other person also gets something out of it, <laughs> even if it's, you know, for, as you say, for men, it's pretty basic, basic needs that you can uh, satisfy them with. So I think that's interesting. Um, I want to know, like, what are some, what are some ways that women can feel, 
I think even connected to that question, can feel just more empowered in standing up for what they want in a relationship, but also in dating. Like, how can they just feel more empowered and not be scared to hold back? Yeah. Yeah, such a good question. I think the, the first thing is to know what you want, right? To know what feels good for you and what doesn't feel good for you. Um, so the first thing I would say is to, to begin to learn what is a yes for you and what is a no for you, right? Um, and this usually has a lot to do with how, how that feels in your body. So how does it feel when something is a yes? And how does it feel when something's a no? And this really helps you to learn how to trust yourself as well. So if you're dating um, or you're in a relationship, really learning like, this is a hell yes for me. Like this is a non-negotiable or like, this is, this is like a, a will or like a maybe. And then this is like a fuck no, like will not. So also um, getting clear on, on why this, again, why this is important to you, right? So if you're in a relationship, um, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it, it's not easy to change things, right? So do you want to stay the same? Do you want to stay, you know, the way things are, or do you want something different? And that really comes back to like your own belief in yourself. You're like, you do this because you love yourself. You do this because you know that you deserve it. Right. And this takes work. Like this takes, um, trying something new, like actually like rewiring your patterns. Like it really does take that. It takes learning new skills. And yeah. in, in dating, you know, I think, I think it's really common for dating to feel overwhelming or confusing. I work with a lot of women that, that come to me and they're like, I've just given up. Like it's a hot mess out there. But once you learn like kind of how to attract the right men and how to just like kindly say like, no, thank you <laughs> to the wrong men. Um, and like, again, what you're looking for. And this is a lot deeper than like checking the boxes. Like he has this kind of job and like this, it's more about what are the qualities you would love to have in a partner and how do you want to feel when you're with this person? And that's going to be such a um, game changer really in the dating experience. Um, and yeah, I think it's interesting. I just was chatting with a client and um she was saying how she's completed the program and she was saying how much easier it is for her now to just like spot when someone is emotionally unavailable or mm. like when red flags come up and she's able to just kind of be like, okay, never mind, you know? Yeah. Whereas in the in the past, she would kind of hang around and be like, oh, like she would see the potential in them. And even if they said they weren't ready for a relationship or like whatever there was something about that, that she, she liked the chase, you know, it was kind mm. of like um, exciting, you know? So once you kind of learn what, what is your truth? What is a yes for you? What is a no? Things start to become a lot more, a lot more clear. Yeah. You, I think you also said something about in a way like red flags. I'm curious, how can you spot red flags if it's in dating or even if you're already in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this question because um, my answer is probably quite different than a lot of like Instagram graphics we might see out there. Um, you know, the way I define a red flag is when something feels not quite right for you, 
right? So I don't teach my clients like, here's a list of red flags and here's a list of green flags because it's just not that simple. It's, it's so much more complex and nuanced. I had a woman send me an Instagram message yesterday and she sent a, an Instagram graphic and it said basically like when a guy pursues you so quickly, like wants to be in a relationship after a couple of weeks, it's a red flag. And she was like, is this true? And I'm like, no, not necessarily like in my, in my experience, in my opinion, because sure, I can see how that could be a red flag, but it's also not just like point blank, a red flag, right? There's so much more that plays into it. And again, this comes back to what's a yes and what's a no for you, right? Like what is a red flag for you and what's a green flag for you? And my process that I teach my clients um, is once, if you feel something like something's kind of off here, something feels like a red flag. Maybe he's like, you're on a date and he's continuously talking about his ex. So you kind of sense that feeling <laughs> in your that. body. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. You know, so you sense this like, oh, like I can kind of feel it now in my body, like a little bit in my chest and my belly. And I'm like, this feels uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. start to really inquire with that and feel that you know, like, okay, so this, this, that feels like a no for me. And then depending on where you're at in the dating process, or, you know, if you're in a relationship, the next step is to bring that up and and tell the person, if you're on a first date, probably want to do this. I'd probably just not (laughs) see them again, (laughs) but if you're dating or you're in a relationship, you know, bring it up. Like, Hey, I noticed when you, when you were talking about your ex that I felt a little bit, um, a little bit jittery in my body. It felt a little uncomfortable for me. And I just wanted to bring this up so we can talk through it um, so that I don't, you know, hold on to it and it causes resentment. And then you're able to get a lot more information of like, are they hung up on this person? Then sure, that's a red flag and exit. Or is something else going on and you're able to kind of see the truth of it, right? So instead of just labeling things, feel your way through it and inquire with it to, to, to determine Like we're each going to have our own red flags, right? And a red flag doesn't mean run the other way. Some do, but not all of them. Some say, ask another question, get a little bit more information here. So you can really sense, is this a hell no for me? Or is this a, hmm, I think I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I wish I would have known this (laughs) when I was dating and I had such horrible oh my god if I think back and I still like I think what we as women tend to do is like we tend to give people more chances than they actually would get because I feel like we're we're such we're in nature we're just like such good-hearted souls that we believe in the good of people and we we want to also kind of rescue men in a way I feel like like a lot of times they're like oh I'm gonna fix you like now you're crying about your ex-girlfriend, trust me, I'm going to change your mind, right? Like, I feel like I've been there and I've like, I've had this where I also attracted like people where I was like, I'm going to fix you. And, you know, after a while you're like, why did I do this again? Why do I attract? Because I feel like, again, as women, we, we just really, how you say, we really want love. And sometimes everyone's idea of love can be different. And I know for a long time for me, it was that I was attracting men that needed to be fixed in a way. And I wanted to be that person for them, which I know is also a whole backstory as to why it was happening. Um, and when, and then I attracted my, my current partner and it wasn't like this. And for the first half year, 
I was like, this is so weird because there's nothing to fix in this. And and my my ex relationship, it was very like toxic. It was super up and down. And there's a lot of fights, but one was good. It was really good. One was bad. It was really bad. And so with this person now, it wasn't like this. It was just like, good. But then it felt like something was missing because of how you said, like, I, I was just so used to having this toxic relationship. And I was so used to not... To, to, to having just like a, hey, it's it's actually going well and there's nothing that I have to worry about. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I was even creating, you know, I was looking for stress. I was like, I'm going to create drama because it's been too, too silent here. So I feel like that's a very common thing for women as well. I'm sure you agree with that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up because you're right. You know, this is very common for women and it makes sense. You know, we're, we're nurturers. Like we want to care for people. We're very empathetic. Um, and that's one of our superpowers, one of our strengths, but it can also be kind of a downfall where we'll fall into that. Right. Of like, Oh, I can fix him. I can say, I'll be the one, I'll be the (laughs) one to save him. I can do this. Right. And I find that this usually comes back to to our our self-worth right like I mean again it comes back to a lot of things like we want love so bad you know so it's like oh I'll, I'll take this chance for love um but when we really hold the vision of what we truly deserve and we do the work with our belief system to 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 know that it's possible it will come right but it's not going to come when you're attached to the, the the person who you think you need to save right? It comes when you really believe I can have someone that will care for me, right? That we can have, and like you're saying, like the stability and the safety and the, um, yeah, like this kind of like smooth, consistent relationship rather than the ups and downs and the chaos of, of the toxic relationship. And that can be a hard transition, a really hard transition, transition from the toxic to the healthy, because you're like looking around, like, where's the chaos in some way that feels exciting. And so it can be like, you can feel a little bit bored in the healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I usually tell my clients is if it feels familiar, you're probably in some sort of old pattern. If it feels new and uncomfortable, you're probably headed in the right direction. Right. Because that's the process of, of changing a pattern. So, yeah. Yeah, I find it so interesting because I'm sure whatever I said and whatever you said, like a lot of women will be listening to this. They're like, yep, that is so me. (laughs) Uh, And it's so nice to know, like you can break out of it and it's normal to feel like when we when we go through a change, whatever change it is, it's normal to feel weird about it. It's normal to 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 not know how to feel about it. Right. It's normal to feel scared, maybe even because it's just something that your body doesn't know. Right. And I think it's just so, so good that you, that you shared that, that that's just very normal feeling. Now (laughs) I have one more thing that I have to ask you because, um, in a way I think it's true. Um, so recently for some reason, TikTok has been showing me videos of women who say foreplay doesn't start in bed. Foreplay starts um, when my man washes the dishes, when my man does this, when my man does all of the things for me, that's when foreplay starts for me. (laughs) I'm just like, I wanted to know, because I was looking and I was like, in a way that's true, like foreplay is not just the act of like, you know, before sex, but I feel like it's the whole 
picture of a relationship, right? And I feel like for women, it's deeper than for men. So I would love to know kind of your opinion on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from with that. You know, I definitely believe um, sexual intimacy, you know, begins with non-sexual intimacy. And I also see that um, when... So I see a lot in in my work that women don't feel like open to connect sexually with their partner because they feel like they're doing everything. The woman feels like she's taking care of the house and working and cleaning and feeding. And so when her partner does something like empty the dishwasher, it helps her to feel relaxed. (laughs) So I could see, you know, where that's going. And then, you know, if she's relaxed, then she's more willing to connect. And it's funny, this actually happens in my (laughs) my house with my partner he knows so he always says to me he loves when I'm relaxed and I love that because when I'm relaxed I'm I'm more open I'm softer I'm more in my feminine right so he knows certain things that help me relax such as a clean house (laughs) so you know he'll I'll come home and the house is like sparkling clean and he's like I he's like relax he's like I already cleaned and I'm like oh I love it you know and I'm way more likely to be open to making love with a clean house (laughs) I get it in some ways right but I think you know of course I think it's a lot deeper than that I think you know also I see couples as well where the woman can feel like the man only wants to have sex you know and and for him like a man can just like kind of like have sex um and one of my good male friends one time said <laughs> for men to have sex, it's kind of like shaking someone's hand, <laughs> which I'm not, okay. I'm not quite sure about that, but I just wanted to like put that in here. And then for a woman, it's so deep, you know, it is like the deepest expression of offering her body to someone. So while I wouldn't necessarily agree with what this man said, it just kind of helps us understand the difference here. Um, So yeah, I think um, there's many ways that we can kind of start the foreplay process, like all throughout the day. You know, sometimes my partner and I will, we don't always plan when we're having sex, but sometimes we do. And we'll plan for the evening. And then all throughout the day, we're like sexting each other or we're just telling each other, I like wrote him like a little notes to like, kind of like get it started. So you can like kind of start that process in, in many different, different ways. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And thank you for sharing your, uh, your view of point on that, because your point of view on that, because I feel like maybe you agree with that. Sometimes I'm my, myself overwhelmed with so much information online and like everyone has their own opinions. And then you start to compare your relationship with another person's relationship because they say it has to be like this. And then they say, oh, my partner does this for me. And I'm like, you know, everyone has like a Superman at home, (laughs) like what's going on? And I feel like it can become also very discouraging for women to feel like this is not the type of relationship that I have. I don't have sex five times a week or whatever, you know? So I think your work is so, so important. Um, And I think we need more of that where, where women can just take back the power with you and feel like in a way they're still wearing the pants in a relationship, but in the right way, because they're guiding the whole, the whole partnership into the right direction. So it's 
it just feels good again for both parties, right? Or if you're single to, to attract the, the person that is meant for you. Um, so I love what you do. And maybe if you could just tell us how can people find you? How can people work with you? That would be great. Yes, of course. Yeah, easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. It's Malia underscore Manning. Um, and also at Sisters That Stray is my the business I run with my sister. And I love to connect on Instagram. I love to chat. I love to just like get to know the women in, in, the, in my community. And I have a bunch of free resources. If you just go to my Instagram, go to my link in bio, there's a free masterclass, there's a roadmap to dating, um, all kind of free resources. And then also I'll be opening the doors for my uh, mentorship program, Radiant Relationship Academy. Um, so we'll have open enrollment until middle of January. This is a three-month high-touch mentorship. I keep this, the group of women that I invite in, um, pretty intimate because I work really closely with each woman inside. And yeah, this is, this is the pathway to um, doing this work, you know, healing from the past, overcoming your patterns, developing the self-confidence and self-worth, and being able to experience a really fulfilling, long-lasting relationship. So again, if you're single, We'll teach you the pathway to attract emotionally available men who are ready for commitment. You can do this on dating apps or in real life. Um, and this isn't just like the strategies or the gimmicks, you know, like it's, it's so much deeper than that. And then also for women in relationship, um, if they're not sure if this is the right partner, if they feel like they're settling, they want to connect um, deeper on an emotional level and experience that intimacy and feel valued. Um, we would love to have you. It's, it's a really beautiful process. And um, yeah, again, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more, my, my biggest focus here is that this work is sustainable, is that it really gets you the, the lasting results that you deserve, right? So it's not about like, attract the man as fast as possible. And like, there you go. You know, I want to teach you how to actually uh, feel confident in this relationship, how to sustain it, how to um, really develop that self-trust in yourself, that self-worth, that self-confidence. And so the main modality we use is embodiment um, to really allow us to get into the body, to um, access that feminine radiance, you know, and access who you truly are. So yes, I'd love to have anyone who's interested. Amazing. That sounds great. Of course, we're going to link everything in the show notes as well. So you can check Leah out and her beautiful program, which I think is amazing. And so many, so many women need um, to just connect back to themselves and to their partners and then, you know, have a beautiful, healthy love life. I think that's what we all want, right? That's ultimately like the goal. So thank you so much for being on Helia. I really enjoyed this. I feel like I learned a lot and I could have talked to you forever because I feel like I have a million more questions, <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate you being here um, on the podcast and um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. If you would like to see more of me, feel free to check out my plentiful goddess program my coaching program which will be linked down in the show notes also follow me on instagram send me a message dm me whatever it is that you like to do i'm here to talk to you all right again i appreciate you so much sending you so much love and until the next time